my pleasure to welcome Gatachu to the pulpit of Christ the King. Gatachu is the leader of the 11th Hour Network, and we have been privileged to be in partnership with him since, for, since the beginning of this church and really since the beginning of his ministry as well, so for the past 11 years. I'll say more about our connection with Gatachu during announcements, so I'll keep my introductions brief. Gatachu, we're so glad, you, glad you're with us. Thank you. Good morning, church. While we are still standing, those who are sitting, you may welcome to sit, but I want us to pray once more again. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we come before your holy presence at such a time like this. Father, yes, we stood in that solid rock the rock of our salvation, our Lord Jesus Christ, we invite you this morning to come in our midst to speak to our heart, and you may open our eyes so that we can see, open our ear, we can hear, and open our heart so that we can receive your word. Bless us, Lord. Fill us up with your power and glory. Encourage us where we needed that encouragement and make us to be bold to serve you obediently for your glory's sake. We, are, we ask this in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now you may be seated. Good morning, church. Good morning. Happy New Year. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be uh, as wise as I can be. Uh, I will not scream too loud. I can hear now the mics and the speakers. They really work very well. So, you know, back home, we use a little bit of our muscles to make sure that, you know, to, so that God can pay attention to us because we believe God is far away. So to draw his attention, we have to show something up. <laughs> so this is African traditional perspective. Today, I'm very happy and joyous. It looks like I stayed too long uh, before I came to this trip, but uh, it's been about a long journey. Uh, I'm happy to introduce to you my family there with me. My wife, Beth, you can rise up and you can wave your hand and Emmanuel, and we have one boy, I think it's Matthew, I don't know where he is, but he is somewhere. So uh, I brought you greetings from uh, our Archbishop, uh, Dr. Jackson Olesapit, once he's been in this church. We have been together with him on a trip in Israel. So, and then uh, also I brought you greetings from uh, my bishop, uh, Bishop Lesuda in Northern Kenya, and also from 11th Hour Network ministry partners and friends and the leaders. And in general, I brought you greetings from Kenya. You welcome them. I get into the country last Friday evening. My family came, I think, Tuesday. They came early into this area. But I was in Israel for 10 days leading a leadership team uh, for ex exegetical a study tour in the Holy Scythe and the Jews' perspective of the Old Testament and the New Testament. I think I was also on the same trip with my brother, uh, Age and Sheila. It's amazing, and these are wonderful couple that we have been walking in the hills and the desert and the cold and the rain and all these places with them in over five miles a day walking. And I was so amazed and encouraged to see that courage and Focus and desire to learn, I think, is really a great encouragement. Having said this, since my topic today um, is uh, the, you know, the amazing common parables. Even the Jews, they love this parable, which our Reverend David has read, the parable of the Good Samaritan. The word Good Samaritan, actually, it became famous among the Christians 
and even humanitarian organizations and even secular, they begin to use this word and adapting it because of it is a legacy and an example of the message that this good Samaritan has given to all of us. Actually, it was found in the book of Luke chapter 10 as a special parable. And I want us to connect this with uh, the few verses that we have read. And this is how it begins from chapter 10, Luke, verse 25. It says, you know, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to test, that was to Jesus, and saying, Teacher, that what shall I do to inherit eternal, eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? Because you are a lawyer, you must know these things. And uh, how do you read it? You know, Jesus answering the question by answering and asking another question. And, and he answered to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Wow, this is powerful. Of course, the Ten Commandments, summarizing it into two categories. One in relationship with God to man, and the other one in relation to man to man. Hello? So in this case, and we need to pause about the Jewish understanding of love your neighbor as yourself. What does it mean? Does it mean that love your clan? In Africa, we are very much, you know, in clan category. We have our, our, we put ourselves into boxes. Is that means your tribe? Does it mean in your neighborhood? Does it mean your brother? Does it mean your friends? What does it mean? In fact, if you read the book of Luke chapter 6, and actually this verse is translated into two, to so say, love your enemies, not even your neighbors. Hello? Because Jesus is about to begin to share about the Samaritan, the good Samaritan, in conjunction to attaining eternal life. It's a gift that no one can give except God by his grace and mercy to us all. And this is what he said. You have answered correctly. Do this, you will live. And then now Jesus begins a story to tell, a parable. And interestingly, me and Ed and, and Sheila, during our time when we were heading to, from Jerusalem to Dead Sea, you must pass through Jericho, Jerusalem to Jericho Highway. There is two ways that you can see. There is the ancient road, foot route, you know, small dirt road, still is there on the other side. This is the modern road, the highway is across the street. And these roads are built in the valley between the hill. There's no single tree. Harsh weather, barren land, stony and rocky, dry, Barely you can see someone is walking. That is the picture that I want us to think, that this man was left half a dead. It's not downtown Washington, D.C., or old town Alexandria, where people in every minute pass him by through. The moment someone is left dead, and you can picture this, the wild animals, including the vultures that come close to you to make sure to take your eyes out. It is a very dangerous situation. This man was stripped off, taken his money, beaten up, wounded, left to die. 
Here it comes, what happened? But he desiring to justify himself and said, Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Uh-huh. Who is your neighbor? My friends, this is a very technical question. This lawyer asked Jesus to trap him how he could answer to his question. Jesus answers his question in a very interesting way by putting this parable. Jesus replied to the man, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among the robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, left him half a dead. Now, by a chance, a priest was going down that road. Hello? A priest. Very interesting. I'm one of them. I have to be very careful, my friends. So I won't say any much things. These are the people who are very much regarded in the community by, knowing, by being known doing good things in the way of righteousness. Sometimes it's very difficult to act the way that many of us, we expect them to act. Of course, we can learn the talk to talk, and sometimes, rarely, we do the walk to walk. Are we together? It's easy. And what happened? This priest, he saw this man. Imagine... He didn't pay attention. The first thing she has to do is he has to follow his ritual obligations. Probably as the Sabbath is approaching, maybe he's running off to go to the temple to do the business of attending matters. Remember this man whom he has now avoiding to touch and to come close by, nearby. He's a fellow Jew. And they walking by side and took off. Talking the talk? Rarely walking the walk. Because he wanted to keep himself ritually pure, but spiritually poor. Let's think about this way for a minute. Jesus being the righteous king, he left heaven. He came down to earth to find a man like me who was filthy, sinner, weak. He never passed by and avoiding me, but instead he grabbed me. He took my attention. He walked and talked to me. He brought me his far. And he promised me one day he will come again and to take us all home. Because he's there preparing a place for us. But the priest, who could be the same things, because the question in the beginning, if you think about this parable, the lawyer came and asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The question was eternal life. The only way you get eternal life through faith in Christ Jesus. No any other way. Yes, some of us, we may have educational background. We may have a financial, economical muscles Maybe we may have a good career and job. Maybe like me, adventurous missionary running around in the desert. <laughs> it looks fun. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> life is adventure. It's not boring. <laughs> because you jump, you are busy climbing from one problem to another, so you have no time to think other problems. Because you wait another problem anytime soon to appear. And you climb this one, you forget the other one. That's how life is so interesting to us. It's not boring. Boring at all. Yeah, what happened? Our friend, the pastor, left this man. Not even pay attention to him. Because what was important to him? To be spiritual, uh, ritually pure. You know, if he could have touched what would have cost him, it's a one week to abstain from the service. And maybe to go back again, dip himself in a ritual bath three times, maybe. That is the cost. I don't think there is an earthquake will come and knock him down. I don't think so. But it's so focused. And his ritual, legalism, aspect of his ministry, but neglected. The compassion, the mercy, the grace. The extra miles that requires to go and touch. You know, Christ, when he sees a lame man, he touches. When he sees a blind, he touches, whether it is on the Sabbath or in a regular day. Whether it's St. Patrick days. He is still healed, praise the Lord. He is still touched, attend, even he raised the dead. If the, after even a man becoming a decay, he goes all the way out, bringing him out from the grave. Friends, mission requires sacrifice. Yes, the priest passed by. There is another friend of ours is coming by again. So like a Levite, experts of the law, imagine. When he came to the place and he saw him pass by on the other side. But it's a Samaritan man. Let's talk about these people called Samaritans. Who are the Samaritans? Friend, these are the people considered to be the enemy of the Jewish people. They are half caste and hybrids, half Jew, half Gentile. These are the product of captivity in Assyria when the Jews were taken for a long period of time in Assyria. And the Jews began to contaminating themselves with the Gentile women and give birth to the children. And because of that, they start beginning corrupting their spiritual life and their genealogy. More to, so, to say so, even they lost believing and trusting in the true God that brought them out of slavery to the promised land. And they begin worshiping false and idol worshiping, practicing to the false God. And because of that, the Jews not only despise the Samaritan, they are equal to enemies. In fact, they don't like them far beyond than even the Roman emperors. That much enmity. Look what happened when the grace appears to you. When the mercy of God comes to our life. All other things in our lives, it doesn't have any room. He grabs us with his love. Yet this Samaritan man ran into him. When he saw him, the first thing the Bible says, he had a compassion. Amazing. 
Yes, the Levites knew not only you should love your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and strength, but also you have to love your neighbor as yourself because he's like you, a sinner. When I first moved in South Carolina, there is this terminology I do not clearly understood. And after people, they see something is going wrong and say, bless your heart. And I thought, I thought it was a positive thing. And whenever I say, bless your heart, and every people turn around and look at me, what's going on here? <laughs> Until I know bless your heart is not really real, real, real. You know, the definition is there's a way around. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. He didn't say bless your heart and leave. He had a compassion to his enemy. He applied not only love your neighbor, but love your enemy, the Samaritan who do not know the law. Become an expert of the law, practicing compassion. Yet the Levite and the priest who should know better, they avoided this matter. Excuses. One of the things that we Christians, we really die if there would be any death. The sin of excuses. I don't have this. I am not like this. This and that. It's the same way these guys, well, today is about Sabbath. I'm not doing this one. Well, you better do them. And the Samaritan, he exercised compassion. He went to him. Imagine. He bound up his wounds to the enemy. Pouring on oil and the wine. This is Old Testament parable, conversation Jesus with the Jew. What does oil has to do with someone? It's a healing. Hello? What does the wine has to do? A covenant. And the washing of the wounds and the sin. And the healing. And then he set him on his own animals. He went extra mile, picked the guy up, grabbed him, put him in his donkey. Imagine a Samaritan man to the Jew. Interesting. A year ago, I was in the same place in Israel. We have this big gathering. People from ancient day of Assyria all the way to Egypt, we gathered together to pray and to encourage one another also to expand network between Eastern Africa and North Africa and the Middle East and Asia Minor and North part of the Middle East. And this time around that I have learned that how much it is difficult for the Palestinian to come close to the Jew. How much is it difficult for the Israelis to come to the Palestinian? Yet they are brothers, have brothers. And then this is a military man from Israelis' defense. They have this humanitarian aid around the Golan Heights. They bring this. Syrian wounded soldiers and ISIS and all these things from Syria bring them to Israel 
including children and mothers, bring them to Israel for medical treatment. After the treatment, they take them to some counseling sessions and they send them back to their country. Hello? Israeli soldiers helping their wounded enemies and they send them back home. And one time this guy was saying, they find this man who was very badly wounded. He was left dead, unconscious, and he found himself in the hospital in the middle of Jerusalem, one of the best hospitals. And when he came to his sins, he saw all this Jewish inscription in the, in the hospital building. He said, oh my, I am now done. And he started screaming and shouting. He think people are here to slaughter him. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. They are there for him to be healed. And this is what he said. We never knew that these people, they have so much love for us. It's only that we have been lied to. And he went back to his home area, beginning developing peace, encouraging the youth. This is what I heard from the military. That moved you out of compassion to encourage others. And the interesting things, this Samaritan man, he took this man all the way to the town in a place where he can get a refuge, where he can nurse his wound, and he pay his money out, and also he promised for the innkeeper, keep him here so long as until he get healed. If there is any extra charge, I will come and pay his debt and release him free to go his home. Powerful message. What if these things come to your mind? I think for me is the way how Jesus dealt with us. He freed us from total depravity of sin, of condemnation, from hell, from being lost totally for eternity. He purchased us with his own blood. He never abandoned us. But he promised to come one day to be with him for eternity, to glorify him with all nations around his grace of his throne, worshiping glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. This is the message of the gospel. And the message of love, the message of compassion, some of you, I know you wanted to come and be part of us in northern Kenya or any other place to encourage and support mission. Mission is the heartbeat of God. Mission, God is the father of mission. Allow yourself to be used of God. Sometimes as this Levite and the priest, you'd say, oh, we have so many people suffering in our neighborhood. I'd rather go here and there. But of course, it is good. That's a wonderful but also you have to see what God is doing around the world. That you will not remain as domestic thinker. Hello? Think globally, do locally things. And that's why the kingdom of God is so wide that you can't even finish landing from one corner to the other. For me, Christ the King Church was that man of the Samaritan. When I needed most friends, you are our friends. When I needed someone to tap my shoulder, 
you are those men. When we needed a prayer, that you supply us with your prayer. Even out of your desperate need, you begin to support us. Today I wanted to say, you are our Samaritan brother. And who moved with the compassion, with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to come and touch us when we were so far away. And I wanted to say thank you so much on behalf of my family and the ministry that I run. And I want to say thank you. Continue that good work. Ministry is all about compassion. Jesus moved with compassion in every town he goes. Healing the sick, casting out demons, teaching the message of the kingdom, whoever comes across to him, whether the Samaritan, the enemy to the Jew, or the Jew, or the Pharisees, or the Sadducees, in every level of life. Friends, we thank you so much, and I really appreciate for quietly you listen to me, and I'm very much encouraged. I hope I have not yet scared you to death. And this is how I felt. And the Lord put in my heart, sharing about the Good Samaritan, our friend, who break ritual barrier, racial barrier, and brought God's love and compassion, a man who needs him most. Have you ever been rejected, cast out, looked down? Your time has come. Our God is a good Samaritan. May the Lord bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you.